0: Hi, you're listening to the Abundant Encounters Podcast, and this is Mary Marsingill. We're so honored to have you, and just quickly, before we get started, I wanted to remind you to rate this podcast and give positive reviews anywhere you're listening, Apple, Google, and others. Just talk about what you're experiencing, or especially any encounters that you felt like you had during an episode. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you could take five seconds right now to pray for our podcast and ministry to succeed. Five seconds might not sound like much, but we believe that our collective prayers will make a massive difference and protect and prosper these ministries' efforts to glorify and exalt Jesus. Our hope is simple, that people have real encounters with Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit. Please join us now for just five seconds to pray. Thank you so much. Here's Josh.
1: Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, you're welcome. Holy Spirit, invade, fill us up. Holy Spirit, put us on like a glove. Holy Spirit, surround us Spirit fill our eyes, fill our ears, fill our imaginations. Even more Yeah. Wow. Well. Lord, I pray for every listener. Lord that you would just be there with them right now, that they would enjoy this time that you set apart, that their intentionality would give them a front row seat, that they'd be intertwined with you. That this that not even a, a second would be wasted. I love how you just wanted me to jump right in this time, Lord. Lord, jump right in with every listener right now. Hold nothing back. You are amazing. You are our God. Fill us so full that nothing else can be in there. And anything that is in the name of Jesus, we cancel your assignment. Just go on and be removed now. Be removed now. Come, Holy Spirit, fill that space, fill up anything. Yes, Lord, come, Holy Spirit. Come with your enthusiasm. I know you're proud of every one of us. Lord, come with your pride. That good pride that you have about us so proud of your sons and daughters mm. some of us need to feel your respect for us Holy Spirit you know we respect you we exalt you but sometimes we just need to feel it like and through your love and your love is amazing it's not caught up and um anything we haven't done yet or anything like that. Your love is free flowing. Eternally joyful. Eternally optimistic. Just believes in us. You believe in us. You so deeply believe in us. Amen, I want to read in Daniel, we're in chapter 9, and um, and thank you for joining us, and I definitely felt like the Holy Spirit just wanted me to get started by inviting him, we know he's here, when we invite him something happens, there's some anointing on that that, that phrase, Holy Spirit come, Holy Spirit come. more lord ah you get lost in it you know because you're talking to a real person and he responds it's so wonderful well in our series here we're just looking at uh, Daniel and the book of Daniel from the Passion Translation and in chapter 9 Daniel's going to consider Jeremiah's prophecy which is really cool There's uh, so many threads that sew the Bible together. He's also going to intercede for the scattered people of Israel. And uh, so it's a really beautiful chapter. And so we'll get started. These things happened during the first year Darius, son of Azorxes, was king over Babylon. He was a descendant of the Medes. During his first year of rule, I Daniel was studying the scriptures and noticed that according to the word Yahweh had revealed to the prophet Jeremiah, 70 years must pass while Jerusalem lay in ruins. Then I turned my heart to the Lord God, seeking an answer from him, pleading for mercy with fasting, wearing sackcloth, and sitting among ashes. Daniel intercedes for his people. I prayed to Yahweh, my God, and made this confession. My Lord, you are the great and awesome God who faithfully keeps your covenant of love with those who love you and keep your commands. Yet we have sinned, acted wickedly, and done evil. We have rebelled and turned aside from your laws and commands. We have not listened to your servants, the prophets, who prophesied in your name to our kings, our leaders, our fathers, and all the people of the land. Righteousness belongs to you, Lord, but we are all covered with shame, even to this day, the people of Judah, the residents of Jerusalem, and all Israel near and far. You have scattered us to many lands because of our treachery against you. Yes, Yahweh, we are all clothed with shame, our kings, our princes, and our fathers, because we have sinned against you. In spite of all that, Lord, our God, you are filled with compassion and overflow with forgiveness, even though we have openly rebelled against you. Yahweh, we have not listened to your voice, our God, nor kept your instructions that you gave us through your servants, the prophets. All the people of Israel have ignored your voice. We have defied your instructions and gone astray. Now the solemn curses confirmed by your promises of punishment in the law of your servants Moses have been poured out upon us because we sinned against you. You have fulfilled the words that you spoke against us and against the rulers over us by bringing upon us such a great calamity. Your severe punishment of Jerusalem has never been equaled under all heaven. As the law of Moses warns, this calamity came upon us in full measure. And even now, Yahweh, we have not sought to please you, our God, by turning away from our wickedness and following your ways of truth. Yahweh, you have waited for the right moment to unleash this calamity upon us. Yahweh, our God, You are just and right in all that you have done, for we defiantly ignored your voice. And now, Lord our God, you delivered your people out of the land of Egypt with mighty power. You have won fame and gained renown for yourself even to this day. But we acknowledge our sin and wicked ways. Lord, you have always demonstrated your faithfulness to Israel, so now please turn your fierce anger away from Jerusalem. It belongs to you and sits in the hill where sacrifice is made. All the other nations who live around us despise your city and your people because of the sins of our ancestors and because of our sins also. And now, our God, I am your servant and I beg you, please answer my prayers. Make your face to shine upon your ruined temple so that everyone will know that you are Lord Turn your heart to hear my prayer. Oh my God, listen to my cry and please look carefully and see our despair and the devastated city which bears your name. We bring our request to you and ask for your mercy, not because we deserve it, but because of your extravagant, infinite love. Lord, hear us and forgive us. Lord, please be attentive and act for us. Do not delay in answering us for your own sake, my God, and for your city and your people who bear your name. Gabriel explains the 77s. While I was absorbed in prayer, confessing my sins and the sins of my people, Israel, and presenting my request before Yahweh, my God, on behalf of Jerusalem, his holy hill, Gabriel, whom I had seen in a vision previously, came flying down from heaven. He touched me at the time of the evening sacrifice. He gave me understanding and said to me, Daniel, I have come from heaven to impart insight and understanding concerning this prophecy. As soon as you began to pray, God gave you an answer. For you are a precious treasure to God. Now carefully consider the message and understand the revelation of the vision. God has decreed for your people and for the holy city a period of 70 times seven for these reasons, to finish transgression, to put an end to sin, to cancel guilt, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to confirm the prophetic vision and to anoint the most holy one. You must know and understand this from the issuing of god's decree to restore and rebuild jerusalem until the anointed ruler comes there will be seven sevens and 62 sevens jerusalem will be rebuilt in broad streets and a trench but during times of great distress after those 62 weeks the anointed one will be cut off and left with nothing the people of the commander will destroy both the city and the sanctuary then its end will come like an overwhelming flood and until those 62 weeks end there will be war the decree of desolation has been issued for one week he will confirm a covenant with many people but in the middle of that week he will abolish sacrifices and offerings on the wing of the temple An appalling abomination will be erected and the abomination will remain there until God does away with the one who placed it there just as God has determined. Many times in the Old Testament this loving God the same God that we know to be the Father he takes full credit and responsibility for all the devastation in the world. And if we think about it, we know that he created the devil. And, you know, it's it's hard for us. The Bible makes us very clear to understand the ways of the Lord. And, um we also live in a fallen world so bad things do happen to good people I remember um, being an atheist it was like top priority for me to understand how Christians did the mental gymnastics to get from um, you know, them being okay and you know, also children dying in the world from AIDS and awful experiences and you know I just couldn't put those two things together and I, I, I would frequently ask uh, especially after I got saved I was just like I, I had met God and he was he was obviously good and kind and he had presented himself that way to me which uh, conflicted with even what I was reading like when I came across these things in the Old Testament I was like, well, why is he taking credit for all the bad things that are happening to the Israelites? I get it that they're awful, but so is every other human I've ever met. Most of them are hiding that, but it doesn't make it any less true. And, um, you know, I didn't have a very good perception of of humanity or I'd become very cynical and negative. um, Even with all the anxiety gone that the Lord had healed me from and and this crazy um, conversion experience that I had with the Lord he um, you know there's still a lot of uh, just twisted thinking and um, but God's adamant in the Old Testament he says listen don't let me off the hook here this is my doing I take responsibility for that awful thing that happened And it's like, well... So where does that go? And I mean, depending on your theology... um, There's a lot of different versions of that answer. You know... The just world... um, Fallacy is usually what... I guess they call it technically... Academic circles, I think. Um, You know, it's it's a... It's a. The Bible seems to make it clear that we cannot stand in gray areas. And, um, but life clearly demonstrates an alternative to that. Now you're like, well, if the Bible says this, then it's true. That's exactly a good example of this inability to stand in the middle. But Jesus integrates so much. And he, he brings things together and he creates gray areas. And in one sense, they're not gray at all. They're very black and white. But in another um, felt experience, they are. You know, each one of us has experienced redemption. Each one of us has met uh, Jesus Christ, and this podcast is mostly for Christians. So forgive me if you're learning about Jesus, but if we've met Jesus, then we've we've met uh, a God who enters into sin because Jesus is fully man, but he's also fully God. What a contradiction uh, even to things that have been said that he will not enter into sin. You know, it's absolutely a requirement that you have the Holy Spirit as you read the Bible, I think, in some ways. And um, I don't mean to condemn anyone that doesn't, but I don't know how you you navigate these these waters sometimes. It's beyond mental gymnastics. It's, it's something else. And maybe that's why the Holy Spirit told me right away, hey, just make sure I'm with everybody. Just make sure I'm there right at the beginning of this podcast. So come Holy Spirit. And see, this is what happened to me. So I was an atheist and then I'm a believer. And I realized that God did not agree with the fallenness of the world. I couldn't have. And um, it was... This, this, this very simple John 3.16 idea Jesus came into the world he so loved the world and God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son and so he sent he sent his only son so he so cared about this fallen condition he did not want it to be that way and that changes everything it's like well if you didn't want it to be that way then and there's hope because even though you take full credit for all of these evil things and all these harsh realities that came on the Israelites those you loved and it was their own doing you make that clear as well you don't spend time blaming the devil or saying it's someone else's You, you take full credit but then we also see in the complexity of who you are and we may never fully grasp who the Lord is in all his facets, but in that complexity, we can clearly see your goodness because you cared enough and you wanted to rescue us from the fallenness of the world, that blew my mind. I just wanted to share my testimony with you to encourage you. So many of us so frequently can fall into this trap of being um, just upset with God with the injustice that's in the world. It's everywhere. And it'd be really hard for you to miss and ignore it. And God, I hope you are. (laughs) I pray that that you could live in a life that would not have to experience so much of the fallenness of the world and still grow and mature and everything. (laughs) Because we will. We always do. It doesn't require adversity for us to grow. I just disagree with that. I've definitely grown in good times. It might require intentionality and that we have value. And, um, sometimes the lack of our, our intentionality and value land us in some pretty tough situations but, um, but for me it, it helped me embrace the goodness of God to understand that he was not in agreement with the fallenness of the world so if you feel like I've been speaking to you this whole time and you're like Man, I have come into agreement with this lie that God is causing all of these tragic things in my life and He wants them so that He can grow me up. And you're like, and it's just become very clear to you that that is a lie. Maybe it was already something the Holy Spirit was talking to you about, and then you came in and you heard me talking about it too. I know how he is. He's done the same thing to me. And um, but here's your chance to renounce it. And if you want, you can just repeat after me, and we'll start our exercise time now. So Holy Spirit, come. Yeah. Just be present now with the Holy Spirit. Maybe you can feel him. Maybe you can see him or sense him somehow. Some people smell incense. Just be aware, be present, be grounded in the spirit. Yeah, God created all of our senses. And so he works through them and he speaks through them. Speaks through them all. spirit. Yeah. And just say this after me if you and you can add your own words to it so that it's real for you. And just say Holy Spirit or just say Jesus, I renounce the lie that God is not good. That he is not fully good that he allows bad things to happen so that I'll learn things, that he causes bad things to happen so that I will grow. And I renounce that lie forever and ever, I renounce it. And Jesus, Holy Spirit, Father God, what is the truth? and I believe he'll speak to you. Holy Spirit come, ask him what is the truth? you know, for some of you, that was a really difficult experience, and maybe you still have a memory that's coming to mind, and you're like, yeah, I can't, Uh, that that happened, and I I can't get past it, And, and that is, for you, that was what we were looking for, and so I want you to hang with me for a moment. even though it seems kind of scary I want you to just connect with the Holy Spirit connect with Jesus connect with Father God and I want you to just fully embrace that memory and be there for a moment and I want you to begin to connect with that memory it's interesting like we're, we're told uh, neurobiology is explaining that the brain is almost like a time machine. Like just the way that the synapses and everything's going on up there, it's it's basically going back emotionally to that place in time, and it's like it's reliving it. And I don't know if I'd sp- explain that very well, but but uh, it's a it's an amazing idea. So let's let's begin to take ourselves to that place. And again, with the senses, what do you smell? What do you see? You hear? You feel? And it may be horrible. What this experience? I totally understand. I've I've got a few of them, several. That um, I've had to do this exact exercise, and I just want to encourage you that you can go through this thing instead of around it. And that's where healing is. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For the Lord, thy God, comforts me to allow His comfort and walk into that experience. You lost someone, something bad happened to you, Some tragic thing that's happened in the world. And ask this very important, powerful question. Jesus, where are you? So you're there in that memory and you ask, Jesus, where are you? you to begin to look for Jesus, if you're imagining that, that moment, you're back there, you're seeing things, maybe you saw him right away, or maybe, maybe he's behind you, maybe he's he's there, you kind of had to step outside of yourself and see yourself from outside, and you can see Jesus there with you, maybe you still don't see him, and that's okay, I just want to encourage you stay with us for a moment. If you see him, notice what he's doing. Take some time. You may need to forgive someone. And that may be part of what we're doing today. It could be the hardest thing you've ever done. But unforgiveness, it enslaves us, it imprisons us. And it's time to be free, my friend. And it's just between you and the Lord. Even though you're hearing my voice, I'm not even there with you, but the Lord is, and He's wonderful. So I forgive. When you're ready, I forgive. and this one's hard but it'll help move from your head to your heart your forgiveness so just bless him just begin to bless that person and bless him hmm. yeah and if you need to sometimes I'll swipe my hands together kind of like I'm dusting them off I'll just give it to you Lord Heavy for me, I give it to you, Lord. And I want all of us to ask this question: What is the lie that I began to believe? Jesus, tell me what lie I began to believe in this time, in this moment. lie began to believe about you. Father God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, Zeruliah began to believe about you. And with your lion hand, Just renounce that lie. So I renounce the lie that... Ask Jesus, Father God, Holy Spirit, what's the truth? that truth. Can you feel it? That's the kind of truth that turns the world upside down for some of us. It opens up these brand new eyes that can see things differently. That's the truth that completely sets us free refresh renew restore <laughs> restore all oh, the joy of of everything salvation the joy of walking and talking and speaking and living Restore, restore. Yeah, Holy Spirit, reveal your enthusiasm for each of us. Reveal your pride for us. your seal for us. And let your joy be felt. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Yes, God. Just begin to thank Him. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Sometimes you just have to keep saying it, and you become it. I'm not trying to be repetitive. I just know how it works. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just keep thanking Him.
0: Today might be a big new day, especially if it is the first time you used a prophetic act like this and got pulled into a real encounter with the living God in his heaven on earth. This determination may reveal how the same God has been encountering you for many years and will eventually reveal how God is really everywhere and in everything. The good news, he is for you and not against you he's hidden there for you and not from you seek him and find him seek like a king before you share as his priest what you begin to find and uncover will cross the boundary of word only and enter into your own truth you'll begin to live there
1: We pray blessing on you. May you be prosperous today from the inside of your spirit, through your soul, and then out into every circumstance of your day. May joy, hope, and peace overflow from within you abundantly. God is not short on encounters, my friend. I pray that the supply of heaven fill your life with infinite wealth that overwhelms and overcomes every deficit of this world around you and others here in this world in Jesus name come and visit us online at abundantencounters.com where you can find out more about our cause we want everyone to have an encounter with God today and on that website you can find out ways to help yourself help your friends there's counseling coaching and articles available that will help you to embrace the lifestyle of encountering god abundantencounters.com i'm very excited to announce that we have some brand new journals uh, encounter journals that are going to be available from our website abundantencounters.com and they're very simple they use three prompts to help you focus on what you see father god doing and what you hear him saying in your personal world and i believe they're really going to bless you it's 40 days that each um, each one of these will cover and i believe within that time frame you're going to experience such amazing breakthrough and have more encounters. I believe that stewardship brings encounters. Because that's what I've experienced with our Father. He's not short on encounters my friends. So I want to encourage you. These are very affordable. Um, just go check them out on our website. AbundantEncounters.com The Lord bless you
0: and keep you.